0: Under the Water
1: Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. Today is a wonderful Thursday afternoon. Uh, It is a cooler week this week. Matt, we have football coming tomorrow, football weather. Uh, There's just a lot going on. We've got a really uh, packed show. We've got a lot of good information we're going to come to you today. Matt, uh, how's your week been going so far? Been
0: really, really busy. Uh, Mobile cars and vans uh, still in the travel season. Uh, Have been working for people when it comes to insurance claims and working through those different uh, obstacles for people. Uh, Be sure and give us a call for all your travel needs. We'll cover that more here in just a second when it comes to our studio sponsor, Mobile Cars and Vans. But, yeah, Derek, just been a busy week and, um, you know, Still one child uh, going to Ole Miss, but uh, still two living under our roof, and uh, they keep us as busy as they can.
1: Uh, no, it's been a, it's been a pretty good week for me. I've been a little under the weather, fighting with that, and uh, but as you said, just staying busy. Matt, can you believe next week is September? Right. a week from today. Labor Day. Uh, September's uh, Labor Day weekend coming up. And Matt, you know one of the things that you can do during uh, Labor Day weekend if you're looking for a house is uh, spend that extra day using the best realtor there is. I can remember, Derek, in my early 20s
0: when Heather and I were you know, newlyweds. We drove around a lot of different neighborhoods, a lot of different places, whether it be in Hernando, Olive Branch, South Haven, just looking at houses and kind of admiring, looking at things maybe we wanted to build or look at. And uh, that really hadn't changed. I know there's a lot of young couples, new people in DeSoto County that are looking for real estate. And if you're looking for real estate in DeSoto County, want to continue to encourage you to reach out to our 2022 presenting sponsor, the number one real estate team in DeSoto County for the last 13 years, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Possessing over 66 years of combined real estate experience, they have thousands of closings since 2009 on the buying and selling side of residential real estate. They were also recently voted DeSoto's best for the fifth time. It is a great time to list your home, and they're currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. Give them your address. They can tell you all about your zip code, your neighborhood, what homes are selling on your street, how fast they're coming off the market, how fast they're closing. Brian and Terry possess all the analytics that you want from your realtor in 2022. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. Call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search at teamcouch.com. Their website covers everything throughout the Mid-South. Simply put in the different filters, places you might want to live, school zones, all those different things. Brian and Terry's website is one of the best around when it comes to working through, looking for a home in DeSoto County. You definitely want to work with the best when it comes to such a big decision for you and your family. Call them today, 662-449. 1700 visit their website teamcouch.com and always remember every home needs a couch. Podcast brought to you each and every Tuesday and Friday from the Mobile Cars and Van Rental Studios, Mobile Cars and Vans located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce right here in Hernando. As I mentioned earlier, if you have an insurance claim, need to put your car in the shop for transmission work, body work, anything like that, please consider using a local car rental company cars trucks passenger vans if you are traveling next weekend for labor day weekend we are booking up fast uh definitely uh, kind of a last hail mary for uh, when it comes to travel if you're traveling down for a football game or something like that please reach out to us at mobile cars and vans let us help you enjoy the end of the summer trips 662-469-4555 that's 662 469-4555. Thank you, Mobile Cars and Vans, for being our 2022 studio sponsor. Derek, we mentioned on Tuesday the Alderman meeting from last Tuesday continued until this previous Tuesday, and then they continued until uh, tonight, recess. So tell us what happened
1: there. Last meeting was supposed to be this past Tuesday. However, they did not have a quorum. Not have enough uh, aldermen available to show up on Tuesday night. Tell so people what a quorum is. A quorum you is have. you have to have a majority, you okay. have to have more. I think they have to have five in order to uh, be able to vote, hold a meeting. Uh, and so they did not have the five required, or we're not going to have the five required for Tuesday. They postponed that to tonight. So we're recording this late Thursday afternoon. Uh, they'll be right here, probably meeting here pretty soon. Go ahead and um, having that meeting. We do have the budgets. Uh, we had an agenda sent to us. We want to uh, reach out and appreciate uh, Alderman Ford, Chad Wicker. Uh We was able to reach out and kind of give us a summary of what was going to take place tonight. Uh, Matt, I'm going to read you the agenda real quick. They're going to call the meeting. Is there anywhere in their budget
0: for uh, student loan forgiveness? <laughs> no. Can I? <laughs>
1: I'm just <laughs> saying,
0: hey, look, that's the hot topic. That's it's the hot topic. It's a I thought, very hot hey, topic. You know, I hey, if we're
1: giving out money, just give it. You know, know I, give, I, give I it wish it that I could go back. I, I really hammered mine over the first two or three years after I graduated and least right. two and uh, the fact that I'm not able to take advantage of that was, uh, I guess, 20 years later is disappointing.
0: It's amazing. Derek uh, got married at about 22, 23, committed to getting out of debt within 24 months, and Heather and I did that. Aggressively paid uh, loans and student loans and all that kind of stuff. And uh, who knew? Had we just waited, just paid interest only? I mean, eventually they were going to give us an extra ten thousand dollars. I mean, that's um, yeah, that's that's very interesting. And I was listening to a radio show this morning, Derek, and it was it was mind blowing to me. It was a um, the radio station was very for it, and um, it was it was tough to listen to. It was really really tough uh, there, to listen to. There are
1: some to. of the for profit schools that I could see. They took advantage of people, but there's a lot of people that just you know got out loans like I did, like you did to go to school, and um, I never, I never would thought to ask for it to be forgiven. To be honest, it, it, it's it's really mind blowing. Yep. It
0: is, and um, I mean we're talking about billions and billions of dollars. I never, in a million years, I never thought this. Would be a political topic and a discussion as a possibility. It's it's tough to watch and, and listen to. I listened to, uh, like I said the, this morning, the radio station as I traveled around uh, the Memphis area to pick some, a couple of vehicles up. It, it was just mind blowing how on the other side these people were uh, and they were so for it and stuff. And no matter what you said to them, because they actually had some callers call in and talk about it. I mean, in my opinion, I'm sorry to get off on this. In my opinion, all that's going to happen is tuition's about to go up.
1: Well, I'm trying to think. I mean, they're already
0: overcharging the, our kids. You know, you and our, our kids just started. Yeah, our college. college more than it ever has, and our kids go to school less than they ever have. Period. Oh no, it'll that continue a true thing. Uh,
1: I mean, unfortunately, it's always like a five or ten percent increase every year. It's, it's. I mean, I guess it's with inflation now. It used yeah. to be far outpacing inflation. Now it's with inflation, but. We'll see where it goes. I mean, now that I have a child in college, I can let you know every year how much it's going to go up because we're going to be definitely watching that. But, yeah, that's a a whole other topic. A whole other topic. And, look, we're going to talk
0: about some of the biggest fat cats in the state of Mississippi. That's coming up. So uh, you're going to want to tune in for that here in the next 10, 15 minutes. Uh, Some of the highest-paid – government employees in the state of Mississippi. A new report came out. It's called the Fat Cat Report. And I don't think I've ever looked forward to talking to something about something <laughs> this more is right than up this. Your alley. One. Oh, this is it's, right, it's up right up. your right up alley, buddy. The uh, buddy. But, I love the government, Derek. It's amazing. Yeah, I love but, it. Turn, it back, sorry, sorry, turn yeah. it back to the local government. Sorry, sorry. Turn it
1: back to the local government. Hernando cannot do anything about student loans, but they're going to call the meeting to order. They're going to say the Pledge of Allegiance. They're going to have the invocation approve the agenda, and then basically start talking about the budget. That's the entire meeting. They're yes. uh, going to be looking at um, the planning department tonight. It, it, it is. Let me, let me say that. It looks like, now I, there may be a time frame issue here, but it looks like they're going to look at planning, uh, fire and EMS, the Parks Department and the Tourism Department are the okay. four that we were sent uh, as part of the agenda. So we'll see. Again, that's not saying they can't continue this. There is next Tuesday is a non-Alderman, a regular Alderman meeting. Right, correct. So they have another Tuesday they could, that they could postpone or recess to. Uh, so anyway, we'll see how it goes. But we'll be watching that for you tonight over the weekend, and we'll have that full report to you. Uh, on our Tuesday show, about kind of where they are, some of the, the ins and outs of that. So, once the budget is approved, which it has to be done by September 15th per law, then we'll already have discussed all that. And we can just, during that meeting, say, hey, look, this was, it's it's approved. Here are budgets have moved forward. So, uh, really looking forward to that meeting tonight. And again, have all the information for you on our Tuesday show.
0: Derek, I'm a taxpayer, and I don't mind saying this. I want the uh, Hernando Farmers Market uh, 600% increase in the budget. <laughs> it's a place to shop, it's a place to gather. Give the people some money. I mean, they work hard every Saturday morning. Uh, we'll talk more about them shortly but uh, let's raise their budget by 600%. I'm am down with that. <laughs> yeah, whatever uh you know as hard as they were compared to what they earned there for the Hernando farmer's market can get a bit wide. And that's too big a gap Derek. And speaking of something else that needs to, or there's possibly a chance to get widened in DeSoto County are going to be the interstates. And Derek's going to tell us a way as citizens to possibly shine a
1: light or at least a way to let Jackson, Mississippi know we need some help when it comes to our interstates. What you got Derek? That's right. For years, discussions with congressional representatives and state legislative leaders have always included the need for more money to improve our roads, highways, and Entering DeSoto County. In particular, I-55, U.S. 51, and State Highway 305 are seen as major entrance points that have been grossly neglected. Few dollars have been earmarked for this part of the state. However, nearly 200,000 vehicles a day travel Mm. those three roadways. Again, I-55, Highway 51, and Highway 305 in DeSoto County have over 200,000 vehicles a day, with I-55 alone carrying an average of 75,000 cars a day. About 22,000 vehicles daily use State Highway 305, now a major north-south connector between US78 and I-269 in Olive Branch. There could be uh, several days in a row where accidents occur, and I think everybody listening, if you're traveling to Memphis, you you work in Memphis and have to use 55 as your main way to get there, What is it, once a week there's probably a wreck, backing up, having to go on 55 or maybe even coming home. Meanwhile, DeSoto County ranks as among the highest growth counties in Mississippi and the region. So the road improvements are not meeting up with the growing demand. And with the growing frustration that highways are not expanding as they should, local and county officials think it's time for Jackson and Washington to hear from the people who use the roads, just how bad the situation really is. So an online petition has been set up. DrivingDesoto.org. Again, www.drivingDesoto.org has gone live where residents can learn more about the problems and sign a petition that will be taken to future meetings with state and federal officials. DeSoto County accounted for, Matt, this is a, a crazy stat. Hmm. DeSoto County itself accounted for 50% of the population growth among all 82 counties in Mississippi. From the last census. Wow. So just our county was 50%. Census. The re- the remaining 81 counties had 50% on their own. We had 50%. Wow. That's how much the increase was here. That's this, amazing,
0: dude. Seriously, dude, that's huge.
1: It's, it's ginormous. <laughs> the grassroots Initiative hopes to get the attention of Jackson and Washington to get to Soto County the funds to make the widening and improvements happen. Now, for some of y'all that may have been new to the area, the right-of-ways and utilities are currently being moved from Goodman to Church Road to widen that part of the interstate. That's, that's been approved for a while, but more money is needed to begin construction on that widening and take it out to six or eight lanes. Then the money will be needed from Church to 269, and then from 269 to Hernando, which, of course, is that exit that we've all been talking about, complaining about, that needs to be widened and corrected. There is also a need to four-lane Highway 51 from Star Landing to Church Road, and three oh five from college to church to start, and eventually then take it all the way from um, from Church Road down to 269 so again uh excuse me from college road down to 269 so if you're interested please go to this website again www.drivingdesoto.org and sign the petition matt i was actually emailed to me i don't know if it was from like the soto economic council i believe may have sent it out somebody sent it out in one of my emails that i get from some of the local legislative bodies i've already filled it out already put my name on it glad to put my name on it because this is something we definitely need
0: well i mean the stats you just gave us derek that was mind-blowing right there from our last census 2020 census DeSoto County is 50% of the growth in the state of Mississippi. Yes. That's a lot of cars. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of traffic. Wow. That's, that's, I never heard that before. That's the first yeah, time I've heard that. That's great. first,
1: I, I read it. And I, I'll tell you, Matt, you know, we started this because we don't get the coverage right, of course. from really a local paper. But also, uh, you know, DeSoto County News does a good job. I don't want to take anything away from them. DeSoto Times does it every now and then. But what I'm talking about statewide. And Jackson is not showing us the love. Careless. When you're sitting there saying, look, we, we're growing by 50% of the entire state population. We're up to almost 200,000 people. I can't imagine, you know, I don't have the numbers right here in front of me, but our sales tax revenue generation to the state is, you know, growing every year by probably multiple – you know, digits uh, percentage-wise. Right. And yet you will not say, hey, look, you know, yes, we got 269. We got the McInville exit. So very appreciative, but we got a lot more. We got a lot more needs. And if you want people to come move to Soda County from Memphis and get their income tax money, so their sales tax money, their property tax money, we need this help. And so that's what they're going to use this to go to Jackson and Washington to try to get that.
0: Makes total sense to me. And, and shout out to all those people that are taking these signatures and going and pushing and, and doing that. Tate Reeves has not visited Soda County very much. That but I can. We don't, well, I mean, no, we really like, don't. I mean, well, he a at Coffee Central. Yeah, what th- do you yeah. think he ordered? What do you think he ordered? <laughs> he was a Coffee Central. What do you he think was he ordered? Yes, he was. What do you think he uh, ordered? I'm going
1: to say he ordered a uh, caramel macchiato. Caramel. Okay. That's what I'm going to say he's a caramel macchiato.
0: A lot of stuff. Go to that, drivingdeSoto.org. Sign the petition. Um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of petitions in most things, Derek, but uh, this one may be something that's worth our while for no, sure. I think it is. Hey, just what are you talking about? There's no coverage up here. Hernando Happenings is you know the absolute. I mean, seriously. I <laughs> Hernando Happenings just have a very wide range to cover. <laughs> a very wide range of uh, language and stuff, too. No, <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, Derek, speaking of a wide range of uh, different topics and different things, we teased it a second ago. The 2022 Mississippi Center for Public Policy has put out their Fat Cat report. What the Fat Cat report simply is, it's the top public sector pay in the Magnolia State. They had some key findings when it comes to the Fat Cat report. Then I might go through a little or a few things or maybe some opinions. Tell us some of those key findings from the Mississippi Center for Public Policy, which is a, uh, a private organization who combs through you know, state, local money for the state of Mississippi, and sees who's making the most when it
1: comes to the to the government, and uh, they call them fat cats. Tell us about it, now, Matt. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and give you the top five, the findings that they found. I'm going to let you opine, sure, and then we'll 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 come and I'll kind of. Summarize it at the end about what they would like to see to try to help. There some you of go, this. perfect. Yeah. All right, so here we go. So the what well, these are some of the findings that they found. Top fifty public earners in Mississippi earn more than America's fifty state governors combined. So the combined cost of the top fifty salaries. In the state of Mississippi, in 2022, is 9.6 million. And if you added up the pay the 50 state governors across America, their combined salaries cost 7.2 million. So again, 2.4 million more the top 50 in Mississippi make compared to the summary of all 50 governors. Next, your governor is not one of the top 50 Correct. people earning money in the state of Mississippi. So all 50 earn more than the Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves, whose annual salary is listed. At one hundred and twenty-two thousand one hundred sixty, again one hundred twenty-two one hundred sixty of the fifty-soured position, only four are elected positions, and the remaining forty-six positions are appointed. So we really have no say right. as to who these people are that make this money, you know. Because again, only four of them are elected; the remaining forty-six are appointed. Twenty-two school superintendents earn more than the chief justice of the Mississippi Supreme Court. Correct. Only two of the top fifty are local city government employees. That means all the rest are either a county or a state employee. So again, these are just some of the facts they found. And I also believe one more that I didn't put down that I should have. I think that of the 5026, we said 22 are school superintendents get paid more than the chief justice. I think of the 5026 are school superintendents. So over half of the highest paid public employees in the state of Mississippi are school superintendents. Man, I'm, I'm gonna stop right there, and I'll let you. I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, I'm looking right
0: at it. superintendents in the top 50,
1: 24, 24, and so. the other salaries are
0: 26. Top public go, me, j- j- one less, one right. less than half. So fat cats versus ordinary workers. And again, you can look at this at mspolicy.org. That's www.mspolicy.org. Go look at it. It's the 2022 fat cat report. The top 50 highest-paid public officials in Mississippi have earned a combined total of approximately $9.6 million, which is enough to pay the following salaries. Have you read this? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. we've. We, well, okay, we uh, yeah, everyone, we, we have the entire yeah, report exactly. printed on this statement. Yeah. So, uh, 194 nurses. Wow. 232 state troopers. 228 teachers. 222 government workers making the average state salary. And 208 Mississippians earning the median income of $46,000. That's how much they make. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit here and say this, and there's going to be people that are going to go. We have a wonderful superintendent here in the city, uh, in the, the county of DeSoto. Uh, it is public record mm-hmm. what his salary is. That is correct. He earns every penny of it. Mm-hmm. If you also look in the uh, the thing here, and you go towards the uh, middle of the page, what you would see, and the frustration part for me, Derek, was this. is You looked at and saw failing school districts who were paying superintendents $160,000, dollars 180000
1: they keep their job, they, their school districts continue to get D's and F's, Matt, and Matt, they're I, super I, I, high paid. I, I do remember reading, them. I know you, you have the whole report in front of you because I've got everything else. Uh, what does it say? D- there's somewhere in there where it mentions the increases that happened. There were like percent increases, particularly I want to look at Claiborne County. Uh, I want you to read me the salary for the superintendent for Claiborne County, now, Claiborne County is Port Gibson. They don't know where Port Gibson is. This is halfway between Vicksburg and Natchez. It's on the river. Uh, it has the nuclear power plant there at Grand Gulf Station. Matt, uh, do you have Claiborne County, the superintendent's salary?
0: I do, Derek, right here. Claiborne County, the person now makes $200,769. Wow. They pay for They make as much as they break this down. Five teachers, four nurses, five state troopers, and four average Mississippians. Matt, hey, this is, this look, is, I'm, 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 I'm all about it. Don't hate the player, hate the game. I am all about it, my friend. But I own a van business company. If you are not doing your job correctly, if you were grading at a D and an F at Bancorp South, adios, Derek. Yeah, that's Cla- the frustrating Claiborne thing. Claiborne
1: County has 1,800 students. 1,800 students. Hernando at, High School has 1,800 students. Yeah, has 1,800 students, Matt. He makes almost $201,000 every which is just barely less than our superintendent, who has 36,000 Correct. students. Correct. So just to put this in perspective, what we're talking about, how ridiculous that the salary for Claiborne County at almost $201,000 is.
0: It's unbelievable, Derek. Go look at this, man. It's right there, www.mspolicy.org. It's unacceptable. It's unbelievable. We talk all the time about teachers and teacher pay and teacher things and stuff. Man, it is unbelievable. I mean, the superintendent of uh, Macomb Schools mm-hmm. – Makes more than the governor of Florida. Yeah, the lady who runs Tupelo public schools makes more than Governor Greg Abbott of Texas. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of massive
1: salaries for the government,
0: anyway. But my
1: gosh, I'm, it's I'm, look, unbelievable. I mean, and, there. And, and Let's be honest. If they, they're making 200, and I think the top salary, I think is 300 thousand dollars. If that's right, it's somewhere right. right. That's, that's the,
0: the top salary for the the top public sector job. Right. Yes. It's,
1: it's, it's about 300 thousand dollars. So, and then that's and that's a it's a really high up their job. I guess what I'm saying is I don't have a problem. I mean, again, I don't care who's in there. I don't have a problem with the governor making more than $122,000. Sure, of course. I mean, you're over an entire state making $122,000. Now, I'm not saying there's... I mean, I know you have your private fundraisers. I know you've got maybe endorsement deals or something like that. And I don't even... you know, I'm not talking about anything under the table here. I'm talking about all above the table. But... If your posted salary is 122000 maybe we need to get that to one fifty, one $175,000, sure. you are you're running the entire state, and then you have people who are running a county, just a county, making almost $100,000 more than you are. That just that seems a little out of whack. I'm not opposed to the governor increasing the salary, but a lot of these that we're looking on this report need to come down.
0: Derek, I've worked in sales for 20-plus years, have a great year in sales. You make more commission, have a slower year, different things like that. But the fact that we're increasing... 20, 30, 40% from some of these folks during COVID? No, unacceptable. It's unacceptable. You and I have said a million times off air why we have so many school districts makes no sense. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely – if DeSoto County can have 36,000 students – and different municipalities And we, we make it work Why in the world Does some of these Smaller areas In the state of Mississippi um, Not combine and, and get this done it, Go take a look at it again MSpolicy.org They call them fat cats They're, They did give us Some uh, things That they would like to see And I would bet A lot of our UTW
1: podcast listeners might would agree With some of these What are some things That they think Could improve this so This is something to help Again help us taxpayers from, That are paying these salaries You know try to bring these down Or, or get some kind of control on, Over them First thing is to require Any salary increase above the Federal Employment Cost Index, or the ECI, be approved by the state legislature. So the ECI is a standard figure that accounts for the national rate of change for government pay raises in the country. So in other words, look at what everybody else in the country is doing for that position and then see what the average is for that. Maybe propose that average increase for that position in Mississippi, and then have the legislature approve that for that position. Next, create a state-mandated formula to calculate the maximum of allowable salary for superintendents. Again, maybe it's some kind of formula based on the number of students, based on the grade that you're making. You know, uh,
0: I think you nailed it. Number of students. Number of students. I mean, let's not. Hey, newsflash! When you go look at the policy, the www.whateverpolicy.org. What is the Soto County Schools? It's an A-rated school system. What thirty?
1: What the largest? The
0: largest is an A-rated school system, and we have people that are C's, D's, and
1: F's that are failing across the board. That are a tenth of our size. Exactly, it's unbelievable. All right, so create a state-mandated formula to calculate the maximum allowable salary for superintendents. Cap more public sector pay below that earned by the state governor. Right. So, again, if you need to increase the governor's pay, that's fine. But then everybody that would report to the governor, they need to be capped below his salary. Sure. I mean, how do you have a boss that you're making 50000 75000 more than? That obviously seems out of right. whack. The players are waking, making way more than the coach. <laughs> that's, that's it. Next, education funding reforms. The high percentage of high salaries within school administration suggests the needs for reforms regarding the way that school dollars are spent and then finally, they suggest amending the Mississippi Code, which contains provisions of limiting the salaries and compensation of public officials. But it also contains a provision that provides for so many exemptions as to render limits essentially meaningless. So, in other words, take out the loopholes. Go in there, take out the loopholes that are allowing these positions to get these massive increases in salary.
0: It's tremendous, man. It's uh, Like I said, when you see people getting salary increases of 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 40, I saw one in there up 121%. Yeah. During COVID. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, oh, I me, mean, yeah. You said I would probably enjoy this. One of my favorite things that we've ever talked about because uh, it's pretty frustrating. I mean, I own a small business and paying attention to all those different things is quite frustrating. You know, taxpayers seem to have the, I mean, I, I know we can vote every four or six years to have an opinion on what our city and our county and our country looks like. Um, but man, it's just, um, I, I don't even want to, I would love to see this report in Washington. Oh God. Oh my <laughs> Lord. Maybe we'll dig for that one day for sure. But, Derek, let's turn our attention to something, as I mentioned just a few moments ago, that is a wonderful, bright, amazing thing that everybody can certainly agree on and would love. Uh, let's, like I said, let's, let's send more money their way. The Hernando Farmer's Market. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh, local experience. Now, with over 50 exhibitors every Saturday morning from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. on the historic Hernando Square, the Hernando Farmer's Market is the place to visit every Saturday. Vendors such as Kills Country Market, Coffee Central, Precision Sharp, Admi's Handmade Crafts, Black Sheep Hot Sauce, Brown Dairy Farmers. Those are just some of the vendors that they have every Saturday morning at the Hernando Farmer's Market, the best farmer's market in the Mid-South. Go visit others. You'll be right back 8 to 1 on Saturday mornings at the Hernando Farmer's Market. Get out this weekend and support our seasonal sponsor, Miss Gia Matheny and her team with the Hernando Farmer's Market. Speaking of a wonderful team, are you a hardworking and motivated individual looking for a full time or part time career in commercial insurance? Holland Insurance wants you on their team. Holland Insurance was founded in 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch. Working with such companies as Blue Cross Blue Shield, Humana, Cigna, Nationwide, Progressive, MetLife, Liberty Mutual, some of the largest insurance companies in the world, trust Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland to represent them in DeSoto County. Call them today at 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528 for all your insurance needs. And if you're looking to make a change when it comes to the insurance career, please consider contacting Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland to join one of the fastest-growing insurance Insurance companies in the Mid-South, Holland Insurance, 662-895-5528. Well, Derek, middle of our Friday show always brings us to the DeSoto County shout-outs, and we're going to get right into that with the uh, DeSoto Arts Council in just a minute. Simple reminder, next Thursday will be the kickoff of the Hometown Headliners five Thursdays during the month of September on the historic Hernando Square, 7 to 9. Music starts at 7, ends promptly at 9 o'clock every Thursday night during the month of September. Please consider getting out. Shout-out to the Hernando Chamber of Commerce for putting together another wonderful event. The weather has been beautiful. You're going to catch some Thursday nights so that are just going to be absolutely gorgeous. So please consider getting out and supporting the hometown headliners. Kicking off with Twin Soul next Thursday. Thank you, Hernando Chamber of Commerce, for continuing to do such a wonderful job with the Square Entertainment. Derek, right after that, the next night, First Friday Back Porch Party by the DeSoto
1: Arts Council. Tell us about that. Uh, The First Friday Back Porch Party, this will be the next to the last one for this year. Uh, Come out on next Friday, September 2nd, from 7 to 9 p.m. Come by the First Friday Back Porch Party. Uh, Again, if you remember, the first drink is included. Uh, if you're a non-member, then all drinks are $5. And, of course, for members, after your first one, they'll be $5 apiece. But they'll have light snack foods. They'll have uh, wine. They'll have beer, Cokes, water, whatever you would like to have. And just come and listen. And, again, a beautiful night. They start a Labor Day weekend. Not, not a better way to start it than in Hernando with a, a twin soul on Thursday night, the back porch party on Friday night with Stephen Michael. Stephen Michael playing there, a uh, you know, local talent that everybody should be aware of. If you're not, please come hear him next Friday night at the Back Porch Party. And again, then you lead right into your Labor Day weekend, which most hopefully most people have that Monday off. So again, uh, next Friday, September 2nd, Back porch party 7 to 9 p.m. At the DeSoto Arts Council The Little White Building Just north of the square
0: Derek our next uh, Shout out Is going to be Something that benefits The Palmer Home Such a staple Here in the city Of Hernando And we have Definitely uh, We actually had A, a house mom uh, With us uh, A couple of years ago On this show And visited And talked about The Palmer Home They're going to be Having their second I think it's a second annual Shotgun and Sunflowers Not going to be In Hernando But it's going to be
1: In the Memphis area Still benefiting The wonderful folks At Palmer Home in Hernando Tell us about that Alright so the shotgun and Sunflowers is one of the primary fundraisers that they do for the Palmer Home. It's going to be held at the Memphis Hunt and Polo Club Thursday, September 8th uh, at 6 p.m. again. That, that sounds like a lot of fun regardless. Just oh, going yeah. to that. You know that place is gorgeous. Oh, it's going to be nice. <laughs> All the proceeds will be benefiting the Palmer Home. Uh, this will be a garden and gun-inspired outdoor culinary experience that celebrates southern culture, libations, and live music in an elegant venue. This event, will again, will benefit the Palmer Home and their efforts to provide children and families with the resources they need to thrive. It's Thursday, September 8th. Uh, at the Memphis Hunt and Polo Club at 6 p.m. Great organization, and just sounds like a really cool fundraiser for that.
0: Yeah, so be sure and visit their website about how much a team costs, visit how much it is to shoot, uh, visit how much it is, uh, visit their website, see how much it is just simply to uh, show up and enjoy what we were just talking about, how nice that that's going to be. And, uh, Derek, something else that's coming up, with the DeSoto Arts Council, who seems to be on our shout-outs all the time, uh, something else coming up later on in September, a pretty neat event, possibly walk out with some really, really good bottles of wine. Tell us all about that. For the DeSoto Arts Council.
1: Something unique. They did it once before, before COVID, uh, but this is not the second annual, but it is the second time they've done this. It's called the Three Blind Wines. This is a wine tasting team competition. What they're going to do, this is going to be Thursday, September 22nd from 7 to 9 p.m. Thursday, September 22nd from 7 to 9 p.m. What you do is you and a teammate, it can be a spouse, it can be a boyfriend, girlfriend, it can be just a friend. It's uh, $45 for a team if you're a non-member, $40 for a team if you're a member. So you pay your fee. And then you also bring three bottles of wine. Now you could be any; it can be white, it can be a red, whatever bottle of wine that you like, that you think that everybody else will love to make yours the one that you brought the best tasting wine.
0: Can we? That, can you and I have a team? Boons form. Can we do it? What do you think? <laughs> yes. hey, we can, you we know can, what? You we know can what? All let's, bring, let's let's you do this. and I can go in. Oh man! I I, just bring let's do a team. No, let's let's be a team and bring in. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Mad dog, mad dog, <laughs> <laughs>
1: just covered up in the bottle. Just look, we may this.
0: not, hey, we may not walk out of there with any wine, but boy, we'd walk out there just laughing. At oh, some p- folks. people would not be oh happy. They would not be happy with us Absolutely. Anyway, we no, digress. there's
1: uh, there's six participating wine stores. Okay. So you All go right. to Hernando Wine and Spirits, Cork and Barrel, Divine Wine and Spirits, The Wine Cellar, Grapevine Liquor and Wine, or DeSoto Wine and Liquor. These are all in South Haven, Olive Branch, or Hernando. Go to any of those six wine stores, and what you do is you tell them what you're doing, that you're going to be picking these out for the Three Blind Wines Arts Council fundraiser, and then you pick what you think it's going to be. Then you let the Arts Council know that you, you know, you're paying for your team. You let them know, and then they're going to take your three bottles. They're going to wrap two of them the third one, they're going to put just in a, in a box. And if you're a wine, so everybody that shows up that night will be able to taste these wines that are all wrapped up in the same looking sacks. You can't tell what they are. You'll be tasting them all throughout the night. And then you vote. You're going to have it. When you walk in, you're going to get a token. And when your token is going to be the vote for what you think is the best wine. Whoever ends up with they're going to be the best white wine and the best red wine mm-hmm. will split everybody's third bottle of wine. So, I mean, if if there's 40 couples that show up or 40 teams that show up, then there'll be 40 bottles of wine that you could go, or, you know, I guess, depending on white and red, that you'll be able to go home with. So, this is a very unique experience, wonderful experience to taste good wine. Then, at the end, we'll, of course, unwrap all of them. So, if if you voted for one that didn't win, but you can still see what that wine is, so you can write it down and maybe go buy some for yourself. But just a wonderful thing, all the proceeds will be going to the Soto Arts Council. There will be charcuterie boards available, so you'll have food. There will be water to kind of cleanse your palate in between your tastings, all that sort of thing. But just a great way to spend a Thursday night September 22nd from 7 to 9.
0: And don't forget, you'll have locally, uh, close by, there'll be Thursday night on the square will be live music as well. Right there. Right right there. there. So what a neat way to spend that Thursday night. Thursday, September 22nd. Uh, That may be something uh, the Cranes jump in. Yeah. I'm just saying.
1: It's going to be a great time. Wait a minute.
0: What am I talking about? You and I are a team. We've already already figured this out. (laughs) Sorry, Heather. The great, great Mad Dog right there. there. Yeah, Boone's Farm and uh, (laughs) Mad Dog and, uh, you know, stuff like that. Sadly, there'll be a lot of people that would really go back to uh, high school and (laughs) they would be (laughs) – it'd be quite fun. But uh, So that's on Thursday night September 22nd Wonderful night in Hernando Two days later One of the biggest Saturdays In Hernando Water Tower Festival September 24th Right here On the Historic Square What you got on that?
1: This will be from 9 to 6 That Saturday September 24th and this is it this is the, a big festival it's you know, kind of the a fair in the fall type thing uh, now this is not the race so please don't get this confused we'll be talking about the race next month uh, the race will be held in October this is just the festival itself uh, they usually have you know, they'll have arts they'll have crafts food vendors stuff like that but this is just basically a, a festival in the square in the fall very similar uh, you know, to an a fair to other fall fairs that they have around the area but this is Hernando's and so this has been going on for a long long time uh, ever since you and I have been here sure. a good 20 years plus uh, so just come out and support it Uh, again 9 to 6 p.m Saturdays September 24th contact Siboney at the Hernando Chamber if you want to put in a booth Uh, there is a fee for that you know whatever let her know but if not please show up that day Uh, the event is free you'll be able to look at the the different booths the crafts they'll have things for the the kids there bounce houses and stuff like that so again just a wonderful uh, way to spend a beautiful early it will be fall by then this will be the first official fall weekend no better way to spend it than to come out to Hernando Square for the Water Tower Festival
0: Derek my only complaint is it will be an Ole Miss football game. So it is a, it's a Tulsa, Tulsa home game. It is a Tulsa home game. So uh, we don't know the time on that yet. So uh, maybe that's a night game, and you can enjoy it in the morning. All, that type of who knows that would be yep. something like that. So uh, like I said, that's my only complaint. And if that's if that's my only complaint, I'm, I'm being a little bit uh, nitpicky. <laughs> but uh, look, DeSoto County shout outs. We love to shine a light on some of the different nonprofits all around Hernando and DeSoto County as they try and grow their event or get more uh, support. So please visit all the different things we talked about. Wonderful events coming up. We really appreciate the nonprofits emailing us. If you have a nonprofit. Email us at under the water tower info at gmail.com. That's under the water tower info at gmail.com. Derek, tell us all about the official dentist of
1: the UTW podcast. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Podcast continues to be brought to
0: you by Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs, whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, grading of your property, anything on the outside of your home or office, you definitely want to let Richard Williams with Williams Services come over and take a look. Call him at 662-292-8855. Find more information at williamslawnmaintenance.com. And you can always look Richard up on his Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. I continue to say veteran-owned, wonderful guy. He's the kind of guy that you want looking at your property to possibly help you when it comes to a project at your home or home or office. Richard and his team are ready to serve and ready to help grow here in Hernando. Call him at 662-292-8855. Again, Williams Services. Well, Derek, that brings us to the end of our Friday show, which always ends with local, at this time of year, local high school sports. We cover Hernando, we cover Lewisburg, and we cover North Point. Tell us about some
1: sports that have happened since our last show. All right, man. as we always do, we'll start north, head down south until uh, we finish here under the water tower. So first, we'll start with North Point soccer. North Point was looking to continue their winning ways and travel down to Manoia Heights on Tuesday where the Lady Chiefs were looking for revenge from a 4-0 loss a couple weeks ago. But North Point was ready for the challenge and bettered the score from the first time. The Trojans win 7-0 and improved to 5-0 and on the season. Hayden Moneymaker again led the way with five goals. She now has 18 in five games. And Layden Purdy had the other two two the trojans will travel to cleveland mississippi tonight thursday night to take on bayou academy before their first district game takes place on saturday at ecs i'm not sure what bayou has but we'll find out a lot about how far this team can go and the quality of the competition so far when they match up against an always strong ecs team so we want to say good luck to the lady trojan
0: the memphis private school is going to be a bit different than the memphis public schools yeah. when it comes to uh, soccer so we'll, we, we'll we'll good luck lady trojan absolutely
1: Alright, next, Lewisburg volleyball. Lewisburg was coming off five matches in the Juanita Bodie Tournament where they finished two and three against strong competition. They faced South Panola Tuesday night in the Berg and jumped out fifteen to one in the first set and took that set easily twenty-five to two, which is just a straight old fashioned beatdown. they take the second set twenty-five to ten, and the third 25 25-17 to sweep the match three oh. They improved to six and nine overall and will travel to Tupelo Thursday night to take on the Lady Waves and look to stay on their new winning streak. Next, Hernando Volleyball. The Lady Tigers were coming off a disappointing loss to the Regents in Oxford and were looking to turn things around Tuesday against district opponent South Haven. They jumped out and took the first set 25-17 and then took the second 25-14 and finished off the three-set victory 25-16. Great district win for the Tigers. The top server was Mackenzie Heitman. The ace leader was Carly Caraco. The kills leader was Irby Norris and Diggs leader Mary Catherine Couch. And assist leader Amberly Holly, the Lady Tigers improved their record to four and three, three and zero in district, and played an in-school game Thursday morning at Lake Cormorant, looking to get another win and to test themselves again against the team they went five sets against twice last year. Well, the trend continued as the match today went five sets. Hernando won the first set 25-22, took the second set 25-23. They were looking for the three straight. The straight set win, but the Lady Gators fought back and took sets 3 and 4, 19-25 and 16-25 respectively. However, Hernando would get the best of the last set, taking it 15-9 and the victory. The Lady Tigers are now 5-3 and three and will face off next Tuesday against Lewisburg before leaving for an Orange Beach tournament next weekend over Labor Day weekend. Now moving uh, to football, Matt. This is it. It is our first week to cover all three teams in football. We're going to preview all three games for tonight, starting at North Point, going to Lewisburg, and of course, finishing up here under the Water Tower. North Point is coming off a 24-17 to loss to Jackson Christian, where the Trojans could move the ball, but struggled getting points inside the 20. This week, they will face Brighton for the third year in a row, and it'll be hard to match the 72-68 score from last year's offensive explosion. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals will once again bring a good offense to Trojan Field, but the Trojans showed last week that their defense may have improved over the offseason. This will be a good test for the 0-1 Trojans against a good 2A Memphis public school. The Trojans will need to play a near-perfect game and get points when they're in the red zone and limit the big plays from the Cardinals. So, Matt, need your prediction on this score. Trojans are going to win this one.
0: Trojans are going to figure a lot of stuff out. Brighton's not as good as they were last year. Trojans are going to going to win. Uh, defensive, like kind of like last week, still putting together some offense. Not, not going to be seventy two sixty eight. No, not no. 72-68. No, it's not <laughs> going to happen. But uh, I think I think the Trojans get it done. Trojans have a, a good quarterback. I
1: think they can get it done. If they can give him some time to throw. All right, Matt's going to taking the Trojans on the game and also. Again, as we mentioned, whenever there's a bird, a bird. the Dead. birds, and this is not even, it's not even an eagle, a it's, it's, a, it's a cardinal. Yeah, he's, he's going to, the Trojans going to beat the bird. That's, <laughs> that's easy. Okay, going to up. We're just, just going to move yeah, that's on. That, that, man, why card? I mean, that baseball team, I guess, but anyway. Next, Lewisburg football. Lewisburg will start its football campaign off Friday night versus a cross-county rival in Lake Cormorant. Now, Lewisburg is coming off a forgettable twenty twenty one season where they went one and nine, but have worked hard in the offseason are looking to show those results on the field. The team is a year older and is really looking to compete in a tough six A district that includes most almost all of the DeSoto County schools and South Panola. Lake Cormorant is the one school not in the district being a five A school. And Lake Cormorant is a consistent playoff team in five A and it's had several D one players over the last several years, so this should be a tough early test for the Patriots. I'm sure there will be a great crowd in the swamp Friday night and look forward to seeing just how good both teams will be this year. So, Matt, as I said, I never picked North Point games. I will make my prediction on this game. Man, I'm saying Gators 28, Patriots 10. Why don't you pick North Point games anymore? Your son doesn't play. I know, man. but I No,
0: no, no, no. Hold up that way. This is ridiculous. I, 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 I will no agree with reason. you.
1: I did think they were going to lose last week. Right. I, I'm going to be honest. I was impressed by the way the defense played. Uh, this year, I will agree with you. I do think they find a way to, to beat Brighton. I'm okay. going to say – I don't know, a 4.28-24, something like that, maybe 32-28, something like that. I'm going to go with North Point. I'm taking in this game Gators 28, Patriots 10.
0: Oh, yeah, I think the Gators are going to roll. Football fans, uh, the best player in the state of Mississippi for maybe not this class but next class plays for Lake Cormorant. So I can't wait for the Gators to play the Tigers' uh, Hernando and, and take a look at that, uh, that that kid as well. Plays on the defensive line. One of the best players in the southeast. So you definitely want to check that kid out. Uh, we'll get his name pretty soon and start uh, advertising what his name is. So you can pay close attention. I think uh, Lake cormorant by 20-plus. Okay, so yeah, I, I said down. by
1: 18. You're saying by 21 or Beat more. Down, Beat yeah. Down. And okay. as
0: far as the mascot battle royale, it's Patriot a Gator. Patriot and a Gator. It's a Gator versus a Patriot. Uh, again, Patriot has one shot. If you don't hit the Gator correctly, Gator's going to devalue you inside a cage. I'm going
1: to say, I'm, I'm going to take the Gator.
0: Uh, I'm taking Gator <laughs> all day long. Gator <laughs> against the Patriot all day long, no doubt about it. One more game, Derek, the big game here under the water tower. Rosa Fort from Tunica comes over, makes a short trip over to Jenkins Field in Hernando. Tell us all about the Hernando
1: Tigers kicking off tonight. Hernando's coming off back-to-back playoff runs with the Tigers winning the last game of the year in the regular season to make the playoffs, only to run up against powerhouse startville in the first round. Hernando is having to replace their all-everything quarterback and their top two receivers from last year and a couple of seniors on each side of the line. But the main thing they are also replacing is their head coach. The new head coach is Coach Steve McCann, and he will be looking to bring his style and intensity to both sides of the ball to the Tigers this season. As a former defensive coordinator, fans should know what to expect from the defense, but the offense will be brand new. The Tigers do bring back both running backs – and it looks like the Tigers will be led by quarterback Landon Speck. Well,
0: it, it'll be Landon Speck, and then I think they'll definitely have, Topher Jones will be assisting right there. Okay, so kind yeah, of I think dual it's a two quarterback yeah, kind thing. of a dual quarterback. They had a good scrimmage last week. I think uh, Topher ran the ball very well from the QB position, and then uh, I know Landon, who's in our uh, you know church youth group. I think he threw a, a dime like seventy yards, beautiful pass, nice uh, in stride to uh, for the bomb. So maybe kind of a mixture of different things while they figure some stuff out. Maybe a little bit of a two headed monster.
1: Of course, a about, running back about one of the run backs, Brody Martin. Yeah, Barry Martin will be coming back. And, again, a couple other ones in the backfield. So, we'll see. Again, though, a brand-new offensive system. Uh, defense should look similar, obviously, with you know a couple of new players coming in. Now, as you mentioned, they open with Rosa Fort High School out of Tunica, who traditionally is not as strong uh, as the six a competition that the Tigers will see this fall. This will be a good game to see what the new offense looks like and to work out the kinks and make adjustments for the season ahead. We look forward to covering the Tigers here on the UTW podcast and hope they can make it three in a row to the playoffs. My prediction, Matt, Hernando 24, Rosa Fort seven. I'm gonna say twenty-four to seven. I like it.
0: I like it. I think I don't know if we'll see what happens on the defense. I think Rosa Fort may get a little bit a few more points, but I do predict maybe two, two and Maybe 14, 17 points, uh, point win for the Hernando Tigers. Uh, so i um, you know, looking forward to that. Hey, Derek, I'll be the first to say we we have not maybe covered the Hernando Tigers as well as we should have the last three weeks. We had kids starting college, <laughs> we were busy. I'm sorry, Coach McCann. We'd love to maybe sit down with you sometime pretty soon when it comes to uh, football and talk about all that kind of stuff. But man, just really been covered up with uh, with life going on outside the uh, outside the podcast. So uh, we'll uh, I'll throw myself under the bus when it comes to that. But I think fourteen to twenty one point win tonight for the Tigers. Uh, the Hernando football program gets back out there. Um, you know, cheerleaders, dance team, the wonderful 6A uh, high school state champion band will be out there tonight. Just a lot, a lot of fun. Come out and support the Hernando Tigers and the football program. Enjoy the nice weather that we've been getting. I think it's supposed to be a nice night tomorrow night. So yeah, let's, I mean, if, let's, if
1: it's anything like tonight, it's going to be yeah, really nice. Yeah,
0: let's get out and enjoy it and uh, come out on the water tower and support these uh, kids as they continue to uh, you know go through their high school careers. Really, really looking forward to the Tigers' kickoff season tonight against
1: Rosa Fort. All right, the mascot battle royale, Matt. Matt, we have a good one. This is okay. – this is, this is, All right, Yeah, I don't know Rosa Fort. What's Rosa Fort? All right, Ford? Rosa Fort of the Lions. Ooh, a Lions versus Tigers. Lions tiger. versus Ooh. Tigers. We're not talking about the Yellow Brick Road no, here. No, I know. I know. It's, it's <laughs> put them up. Put them up. <laughs> up. Put them so, up. So we're doing Lions versus Tigers. <laughs> and No bears. Oh, my. But right. uh, here we go. Lion versus a Tiger. Hey, Derek, let
0: me ask you a question. I know we're talking. That's the kind of lion that would be in the government. <laughs> 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 that's the lion that would be in the government just saying you know the the yeah, the one put he, yeah put them up the one that Dorothy was able to uh yeah we need we need more of the lion like the MGM Lion. That oh yeah that's, yeah, that's a, a big line. one. Okay. Okay. So that so this is, okay. versus
1: versus sheer Khan. All right. It's so it's obvious
0: here. this is a no-brainer. Uh, it, 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 he's the king of the jungle for a reason. Mm-hmm. So put him in a cage. A, a lion is going to beat the tiger. That's what's going to happen because if a tiger pe- could beat the lion, he would be the king of the jungle. So true. this is, is it's a no-brainer. So a lion over <laughs> the tigers. But the Hernando tigers fight, are going to What a great fight! I wouldn't want to be anywhere around it. No sir. I
1: mean, as long as this—that's I mean, a first of all, we do not. Um, Condone abusing no. animals no, 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 and having no, no, no. any kind of fights no, on this no. UTW podcast. No, do not send this to Carol Baskin. Okay, <laughs> if we end up
0: on Carol Baskin's radar, I'm going to be furious. Okay, <laughs> so this is not—we're no. not saying any kind of nope. fighting
1: in cages. We're no. just saying in a in a hypothetical fight, yes. Yes. who would win in this battle? You're saying a lion, a lion king of the jungle. So lions on the mascot battle royale, but tigers on the field.
0: Let me tell you a total meltdown, Derek. What if we had a lion and tiger fight inside the Hernando Animal Shelter? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, God. That'd be a no, mess. No, hey, no. we could raise money. We'd raise no, money for that. We'd, we'd raise. Yeah, yeah. We're not Michael. Vitt. No. We
1: do not condone any type of well, fighting in here.
0: We could raise money for the for the uh, animal shelter <laughs> real fast. No, I'm just no, saying, no. if we wanted to set that up, look, not a like like. What if we had like a maybe like a maimed like a like a no. like an older lion no. and an older tiger or something? No. Dude, we could we could we could CGI. We, could, we could like CGI. We, we could fund the Hernando Animal oh. Shelter so fast. We could do that oh. the Armory right there. Oh no! Be, not that. <laughs> cannot
1: have <laughs> animal fighting. It'd be We all both be in jail. All of us. Jail. Uh,
0: Well, yeah, I I think they would probably arrest us by the third time. The third time we put one on. The third third animal fight project. They probably, (laughs) yeah, anyway. I mean, seriously, we know people in town. We can't get that set up. No, no. We can't get that set up. (laughs) It'd be worth a shot. Look, if you enjoy our uh, craziness and definite silliness that we do each and every Tuesday and Friday, please find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you enjoy our show, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, please give us a five star review. Help us move up when it comes to local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, you definitely will enjoy OB Pod. Releases a show really early Monday mornings covering the eastern side of DeSoto County and doing deep dives into Lewisburg, Ala Branch, and Center Hill athletics. OB Pod. Look them up today. Our Friday show always ends the same way. Want to continue to encourage young people, moms, dads. Please consider visiting a local church this weekend. If you've been passing by a church for months, going to work or going to school, and you say, hey, I should stop by there on Sunday, or I'd like to know more about the service times, look them up on Facebook, find their websites, get their service times, and please consider visiting a local church and even consider visiting a local Sunday school class. We really, really want to encourage our, our listeners to uh, pursue that and be a part of that every Sunday morning. Well, Derek, have a good time at the Trojan uh, football game and having to play Twitter. I want to challenge you on something. Okay. Less tweeting. Just enjoy the game a little more. We, so, I don't have to know. I don't have so to just know scores, scores Just scores. Score, yeah, just scores, scores big plays. Scores. Yeah, stuff okay. like that. Okay. Okay. Enjoy okay. the game a little bit more because I've, I've, I've been there with you. Of course, the game <laughs> I went to, they scored 81 points or something. My God, you had to sit there and update that. I'm just saying less, less tweeting. Sit back, enjoy maybe right. enjoy the the smell of the hot dogs or something like that and Trojan burgers. Just Trojan burgers, whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. that looks like and uh, maybe less tweeting, um, especially if they get far behind. Who cares? No yeah. <laughs> matter. Y'all go on tomorrow night? Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna get out to the Hernando football game. Yep. Always like to get out in September and enjoy um, all those different things. And um, you know, Wilson loves to go, obviously being a sophomore, so he's on the student council and uh, eager to get that going and Evelyn loves to watch the cheerleaders. Hey and don't forget the theme for the first game against Rosa Fort is a white out. Wear white if you are a student. You don't have to wear white if you are a parent. That's not necessarily have to work how it works. If you want to, that's entirely up to you. Well look, we've had a good time. We thank you for tuning into the UTW podcast.
1: Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time, Under the Water Tower. We used to taste that Tad and Couple of kids in a Chevrolet. Catch a little air when we cross the tracks sipping on some from a paper sack You hang your shirt on that maple limb slipping through the moon to the river bend Wasn't very long, I was jumpin' in, jumpin' in I guess I'm still doing now
0: What I was doing then